Well, housing prices are starting to come down a little bit. They're starting to cool a bit. And one of the most interesting byproducts, I think, of this pandemic is that people decided to pursue other lines of work or even start, you know, working for themselves, started to freelance. Freelancing is extremely rewarding, but it's also a risky endeavor. And it's it's not unlike getting into the property ladder. If you want to get onto the property ladder, what happens when you want to take out a mortgage if you are a freelancer, Robert Clancy joins us now. He is a mortgage advisor at Clancy's Mortgage Solutions. Welcome to the Kelly Cotrera Show, Robert. It's a pleasure to have you on. Hi, Kelly. Pleasure to speak with you. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks so How much for doing? being here. I'm doing fantastic. Now, mortgage providers, have they changed their stance on freelancers as a face of business has started to change over the years? Yeah, the, the challenge with it, and, and we started treat it as self-employed uh, mortgage borrowers. But yeah, it, it can be freelancers, it can be people on commission. I'd say up, up until about 10 years ago, you know, a typically self-employed person would be probably treated from a borrowing perspective the same way as someone with salary or hourly income. You know, depending on the business you are in, you would make a case at your bank or your credit union for how much you make. If it made sense to the lender, then they would work with that income. But what we've seen in the last 10 years is that, you know, as the mortgage rules sort of really tightened up from, say, probably even longer, say, back in the recession of 2009, we really started to get tighter and tighter mortgage rules. Mm-hmm. And, you know, investment properties tightened up. And one of the biggest ones was self-employed. You know, lenders are at A lenders now. We weren't really interested. They were interested in what self-employed borrowers were. It was all about what's on your net tax return. Mm. And, you know, one of the negative things or the positive things about being self-employed is that, you know, you, you do get to write off a lot of expenses. So, um, you know, if you make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, for example, by the time you write off your expenses, your accountant does what he does, maybe you'll keep some money back in the business. You may you may only show a certain amount, seventy, eighty thousand dollars on your actual tax return. And that can be the Achilles heel then. You know, it works well for you keeping money in your business, but then when you go to the lender to apply for a mortgage, that's the only income they can use. And that's where a lot of self-employed borrowers over the years have been running into a lot of roadblocks, especially, you know, as mortgage house prices and actually mortgages have gone up tremendously, right? So that number now is just not cutting it anymore. So, yeah, but the great news for self-employed borrowers is that there is a lot of options out there. There is a lot of products um, that we work with that, you know, we can start to look at people's financial statements. We can look at people's uh, bank statements so rather than qualifying them on what they're showing next right. we can actually look at what's going through their business so you know and a lot of self-employed people don't know that and that, that can be a, a complete game changer uh you know you're dealing with different institutions like some banks have that product but most of them don't you're dealing with a lot of trust companies um you know the rate can be a little bit higher and they can come with fees and at least a minimum of 20 percent down but it still makes such a huge difference because it's going to allow self-employed borrowers to, to get into the market where if they were just working off tax returns, it'd be very, very difficult for them to do that. We're speaking with Robert Clancy. He's a mortgage advisor at Clancy's Mortgage Solutions about freelancers uh, and getting a mortgage. What documents do you need to have uh, in place and in order to make a mortgage application if you're a freelancer or self-employed? Uh, most important thing is that lenders will look at is they want to see that you've been in the business or at least have an established business for two years, a minimum of two years. So for people just going out tomorrow and becoming self-employed, it's something that you got to think about, you know, 
What's likely if you are just becoming self-employed and you're starting your business, you're probably not thinking about getting a mortgage pretty soon in any way. But you definitely want to have two years behind you. And depending on how you're set up, if you're set up as a sole proprietor, you would need you know business license. If you're set up as a corporation, we'd need to see your articles of incorporation. And then depending on, again, what route we're taking, we typically always look at all the documents. So we'd like to see our last two years tax returns because that's what the A lenders or you know the lenders with the lowest rates would look at. And if that income is not enough to get you the mortgage you need, then we go into the self-employed mortgage, like I was related to earlier on, where we start to look at bank six months bank deposits mm-hmm. and base your qualification process on that. So we tend to ask for everything up front because you know it's like a jigsaw puzzle, and you know we don't really know what we're looking dealing with until we see all the different pieces, and then we can advise you, you know, which which basically stand lending box you're going you're going to fall into based on, on that documentation. So tax returns financial statements, and six months bank deposits. And by looking at that information, hopefully then we can fit you into, you know, with a particular lender, depending on, on what you qualify it. Sure. I mean, you're trying to find a positive supporting evidence for giving someone a mortgage. Yeah. And, and, and you know, revenue is really important. But unfortunately, you know, in the Canadian market, you know, self-employed, although we, we represent probably 30% of, uh, it, it's a grown number of people that are becoming more and more entrepreneurs and self-employed. From a lender perspective, especially from the big charge banks, et cetera, uh, and the government and OC who, who sort of tightened up the rules, you know, self-employed people haven't been given the fair, you know, a fair game of it in the last 10 years or so. So, you know, some of these creative mortgage lenders have come to the table and, you know, started to look at the other areas where, where we can qualify a self-employed person. So it just means that, you know, if if you do have the income, but you don't necessarily always show it on paper, um, there definitely is opportunities for you to still obtain a mortgage, which is really, really important. And I would say, you know, self-employed mortgages and, and that particular product where we are working with bank statements, it's probably been the fastest grown mortgage product in Canada over the last five to 10 years. Isn't that interesting? People are fitting in there, yeah. Yeah, because people are changing the way they work and we're seeing businesses uh, respond to that. What about remortgaging an existing property, Robert? If you're a freelancer, how complicated does that get? You pretty much follow the same steps, uh, Kelly. Um, you know, when, when you're purchasing a property or refinancing a property, you know, the qualification process, as in the documentation that's used to qualify, such as income docs, et cetera, is the same. And now, of course, what you're just looking at would be the equity in the property. When you are looking to take out money from your property, whether you want to buy another property, maybe you want to consolidate debt, et cetera, the maximum you can ever borrow across the board with any lender is 80% of that property value. So as long as the, yeah, so say, for example, you have a mortgage and that takes you up to 60% of the property value, there's another 20% that you can't tap into. So that's really the main hope is do you have the equity in the property, but the mm-hmm. actual documentation would be the same income docs as, as required for the purchase of property as well. You know, we were talking about taxes and how, you know, your person that handles your taxes for your accountant. There we go. Yeah. I'm talking mortgages and I'm talking accountants. Uh, but w- your accountant sometimes has to do some clever accounting to me in it, unfortunately, for tax deductions. And then that makes your income look like it's less than it actually is when you're a freelancer. Yeah. If you're employed already, but you also work in a side hustle and your, you know, tax uh, return might not show that you're earning as much as you want, but you've got a second job on the side. Should you be including income from a side hustle in a mortgage application? 
Well, that's, you know, that's a really good question. And that's where, you know, we'll sit down with clients and, and have these conversations because you've got to decide, you know, if you've got, you know, an accountant and that's your accountant's there, you're self-employed, you know, you're the one that's going to have to, you know, save for your own pension, et cetera, et cetera. So naturally you want to try to keep money in the business and mm-hmm. you want a creative accountant that can help you with write-offs. But the, you also have to balance that out because it's like, okay, you know, if I'm looking to borrow um, and I want to try and fit into this sandbox. And maybe, as I said earlier on, to A-liners where I'm going to get the lowest possible rates because I don't want to go into the B product sandbox. Well, then how much income do I need to show based on how much I need to borrow? And that's a conversation we have with clients ahead of time if, mm-hmm. when we're getting them pre-approved. And it, it could be like a year down the road, two years down the road, because they have to decide, do they want to show an extra 50, 100K in taxes if they do have that revenue? Um, and, and which would get them into, you know, potentially a lower interest rate mortgage or, you know, use the bank statements, keep that money in the business and pay maybe an extra point in interest on the mortgage or maybe some lending fees. And to be honest, most of the time it's cheaper to, to pay the higher rate because, Interesting. you know, you, yeah, paying an extra 50K in, in, in taxes, uh, you know, it's a lot of money. Um, it can be crippling, but, yeah. Know, yeah, it'd be crippling. And again, if you do have a job on the side, you have to sort of make that decision as well. And, um, you know, is it worth showing that? Is it going to be enough? Do I show it on my tax return? Because if you are working in a salary position and you do have a little startup business or a business you're on the side, we will, we will look at that as well. And we'll look at your tax returns. Because self-employed people are always qualified based on two years tax returns average um, or six months bank statements. All right, let me ask you this. I, I, don't, I don't have a ton of time left with you, but I want to get to this. We're expecting another rate, rate, rate hike rather from the Bank of Canada in the near future. Is this a good time to apply for a mortgage if you have an extensive renovation in mind? No freelancers, just somebody's paid off their mortgage, but they're going to renovate. Should you be looking at it, taking out a mortgage now? I would say, yeah, I see there's never a bad time to take out a mortgage. So it's always relevant to your situation at that time, right? And things will change, circumstances will change. So if you're looking to renovate right now and it's something that you have to do, well, then why wouldn't you? You know, 12 months from now, we could be in a completely different market. So, yeah, it's like if you want to buy, you go out there and buy. If you, you know, if you're in a working position, who knows, 12 months from now, maybe you won't be in position to be able right. to do it. So you don't think about the rates do make things a little bit more expensive as you do in life in general, but we all know that would change, you know, year to year. So you, you try not to get caught up in that too much because I do feel within 12 months we'll be coming back into a low rate environment again. Robert, thanks so much for walking us through this. I really appreciate it. I'm sure you'll be able to walk anybody through uh, any questions they have if they reach out to you. You're a mortgage advisor at Clancy's Mortgage Solutions and uh, very easy to talk to, that's for sure. Thanks very much, Kelly. I appreciate it. Take care. You have a a fantastic day, Robert. Thanks for the time. You too. Bye-bye. Robert Clancy, mortgage advisor at Clancy's Mortgage Solutions.